Praise the Lord. Jesus is the protector of our souls. We welcome you to our live broadcast today, October 30, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for creating the world and putting human beings on it. And when they fell for sending your son Jesus Christ to redeem all of humanity. Thank you for your sending the Holy Spirit to abide with your children till the Lord Jesus Christ comes back to rule the earth. Welcome with your Holy Spirit. Take charge of this gathering. And wherever this message is preached, broadcast, listen to the Lord. May you break hearts, break hard hearts and put out of flesh. May you open eyes of the spiritually blind and the ears of those who are deaf. For the hour is at hand. All the praise, all the glory, Lord, are all yours. For this broadcast, for everything coming up from here, Lord, all yours. We give you all the credit and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. Continue to pray for God to continue to enable him and bless his home. We continue with our spiritual warfare series, The Battle for the Souls of Women. The outline, you can see on the board, we have covered the first three, done the fourth one, done the fifth one. Today, number six, we'll be making a difference in the nations. And next Sunday, we continue. We may adjust as we are led. Praise the Lord. Today's topic, making a difference in the nations. The outline, the church. Two, division, the enemy's chief weapon. Three, believers have authority over spiritual rulers in their countries. Four, the song we started with, protector of my soul. The church. Scripture, please. I read from Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Praise the Lord. Please pay attention to the scriptures. Next scripture, please. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Praise the Lord for his words to us. Matthew 18, 19 says, Again I say to you, if two shall agree, you listening, one person or I, on earth, concerning anything we ask, if we can but agree, it will be done. And verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, Christ's promise will be in the midst. And then, John chapter 13, verse 34. See, we are taking all of them so that when we make a summary, you understand, and I will understand. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Christ gave us a new commandment. Love each other. 
just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And 35, verse 35 said, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Therefore, from the two scriptures we read, we can now conclude this. A church of Christ is not determined by the number of persons, but by the presence of Christ, who is the head of the church. And for Christ to be present, there are conditions too. There must be love. And there must be accord, agreement, unity, where two or three are gathered. Whether there are two persons, three persons, or a thousand persons, Therefore, when a loving spirit-filled husband and wife pray and worship God together, it is a church because Christ is present. You don't understand why the enemy has been attacking families and why you have many divorces in the world, especially among so-called Bible-believing Christians. Next point to make. When two or three spirit-filled believers who love each other, I don't mean cannot love, I mean love as in being sacrificial, and are in agreement, come to worship God together. It is a church because Christ is present. Equally, when 10 or 20 or 30,000 spirit-filled believers who love each other and are in agreement, in unity, come together to worship. It is a church because Christ is present. But conversely from what we are saying, when one million persons gather claiming to be Christians and are not in agreement and do not love each other to worship God, it is not a church because Christ is not present. So there are so many cathedrals numbering 50, 100, thousands, a million even. Christ is not there. So hear what the scripture says about such Christ absent gatherings where Christ is not there. Scripture please. James chapter 3 verses 15 and 16. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, they will find disorder and evil of every kind. Praise the Lord. For where jealousy, selfishness is present, it's earthly, it's unspiritual, it's demonic. Because I'm going to speak things about the demon world today and the spiritual world. Why well, I'm going to make assertions and they are biblical. James chapter 3 verse 16 said, for where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and evil of every kind. He's not talking about the world. He's talking about the church of Christ. So the question I want to ask you, my hearers, today is this. Is there any large denomination in the world, buildings called churches and ministers that can claim that it is free from jealousy and selfish ambitions? Tell me if there's one, please, and I'll walk away from here and I'll never preach again. Christ can't be in any gathering where there are selfish ambitions. 
jealousy and no love and no agreement. Whether it's a gathering of two, whether it's husband and wife who say they're believers but are in conflict, or a church of one million persons, same thing. Because such gatherings don't make the world to see the love of God, which is Christ. In fact, such gatherings dishonor God. The Church of Christ has been put in charge of the kingdom of God on earth. And the world is watching. And so if we do not show love, we dishonor God and therefore we're not His. Ideally, and this is the way God made it from the beginning. When Christ rose and ascended, there should be only one Church of Christ in any nation or country. Because really, there should only be one church of Christ in the whole world. But then they have to have subsets in the different nations of the world. And then there should be subsets of church of Christ in communities in countries. That was the way it was in the early church. And that is the way it has to go back to. If we really want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember the seven churches in Asia. Those were in communities or cities or countries then in that region. Remember most of the epistles written by the apostles were addressed to churches in people's houses, communities and nations. Did you see any address to any denomination? Was there any denomination then? No. The Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter 15 represented the Church of Christ. In the world, they succeeded because Christ was the head in that meeting. Absent Christ, the Holy Spirit will not be there. That council's pronouncement was made after consulting the Holy Spirit. Please read Acts chapter 15 when we finish. Because the Holy Spirit is Christ's authorized representative on earth. The Holy Spirit is the guide and teacher of the church of Christ. And of the kingdom of God on earth, which is the church again. Let's go to number two. Division. How did it happen? The enemy's chief weapon. Scripture, please. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. Only live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you, or I'm absent and hear about you, I will know that you are standing firm in one spirit, Striving side by side with one mind for the faith of the gospel. Praise the Lord. Satan knew that a loving united church was a great threat to his kingdom. Remember that the world belongs to him. But the kingdom of God was instituted by God on earth so that we can confront darkness and free the captives with the God's word, with the gospel. So his first attack was to use Jewish Christians to divide the early church. And they would have succeeded. Had that church been in disunity, these Judaizers demanded that Gentile believers must be like the Jews. They must be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. Satan's attack failed 
Because the apostles were standing firm in one spirit, as the gospel we just read, the epistle we just read. Striving side by side with one mind for the faith of the gospel of Christ. So there was no division. Had there been division and rivalries, or who be head, who be tell? There would have been maybe a Gentile church today, a Jewish church, or whatever church, and everybody's doing his own thing, our own thing. The Holy Spirit was present in the early church, and followers of Christ allowed him to teach and to guide them. Hence their success in reaching the world with the gospel. Despite severe persecutions and challenges. People say we are challenges today. No, they were challenged more. When Satan failed to divide the early church, he waited for the opportune time to strike. With increasing numbers of believers and management issues, he was able to convince successful church leaders into embracing the world concept of hierarchy. The scramble for top positions in church hierarchies created conflicts, which led to divisions. Then his final coup was to divide the body of Christ into the laity, the led, you know, the commoners, and the clergy, lords and masters. He succeeded. Don't you have that today in all the so-called churches in the world? Scripture, please. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Finally, brothers, goodbye. Aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Praise the Lord. Sadly, that was never followed by successor churches after the early church. Because of divisions. Jealousies and contests for power in the leadership of successor churches. They could no longer aim for perfection or be of one mind or to live in peace. Do you think Christ was dead in those churches? No, Christ is no longer there. Because where there are contentions and envy and strife, God is not going to be there. God doesn't honor such because it is against God and the principles of the kingdom of God. It was into this vacuum of divisions was Satan able to bring in doctrines of demons into the churches. In the 21st century, so let's fast forward. We have so many denominations, church groups, buildings, called churches, ministries, claiming to preach the gospel, but their foundations are not of Christ. Had this 21st century multitude of churches been of the church of Christ, there wouldn't have been such disagreements among them that often rival and even surpass those that happen in secular organizations and entities. In fact, it's worse. The reason they're so divided is because they don't have the Holy Spirit. There's no Holy Spirit in these places. How can there be Holy Spirit when people are behaving like gods? And people are believing everything they hear because they've been hypnotized. We'll come to that. Had these churches, denominations, ministries had the Holy Spirit, they would all be in agreement. 
They will have no problem what is coming out from here today because it's God's word. There wouldn't be the division of laity and clergy. There will be no master and servant relationship. There will be, no, be equality. There will be no discrimination based on skin tone or tribe or tongue. From the time of the great apostasy to now, God has continued to raise prophets, yes, and other ministers whose mandate is to plead with apostate church groups to go back to the church of Christ. Stop dishonoring God. Whenever successful churches from the time of that great apostasy to now listen to God's ministers, there was a revival. When they listened, there have been revivals, a lot of people read our revivals in 18th century, 1790, yes, even 20th century, yes. But has there been any in the last hundred years? No. Because apostasy has been at its zenith in the last hundred years. It is not accidental, there's no revival. So those who are clamoring for revival, pay attention. Only few people in the world today know the Lord. And even fewer are sounding the alarm. Today, the Church of Christ, which is the kingdom of God on earth, is not battling the world. Our battle is not with the world. We are battling spiritual forces that have entrenched themselves in apostate church denominations, in building school churches, in ministries and church groups. They have taken over evil spiritual forces. You can say you had it from here, but it's God's word. These apostate groups are standing in the way and preventing the world from seeing the love of God, which is Christ, and to hear his good news that all humanity has been saved, if only they can believe. The few voices sounding are the alarm. Those voices are being drowned by the very loud unbiblical tunes coming out of poopies of apostate church groups. Now to the topic, in a sense, because we have laid the groundwork. What's the solution? Number three, believers have authority over spiritual rulers in their countries. That's what I want everybody listening to take a, pay attention. Stop complaining. Stop crying if you're a child of God. You have authority in your country. But you have to do a few things, as we'll see. Satan has counted on the fact that faithful followers of Christ in a country will never get together. They will never get together because they're scattered. Some faithful followers of Christ, that's those who have known of the great apostasy, continue to attend services in the apostate church groups because of the wrong understanding of this scripture Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 not to neglect the assembly of the saints as a man of some did, he, did the scripture say you should assemble with unbelievers he said you should assemble with demons in human forms in those church groups no he says if you find somebody like yourself if you have believed truly and the Holy Spirit is in you, and you find another brother or sister, then don't forget that nebula. So some continue going to apostate church groups, and sadly some will lose their salvation. But others who understand, 
that they cannot be blameless if they continue attending meetings, services, held by posted church groups. They have left totally. They don't want to be party to it. They prefer to listen to online broadcasts like this one and or to worship God in their homes. We are going to address, pay attention, how faithful believers can meet and take charge of their countries. Because if believers in a particular country are responsible for their country, you are not going to be responsible for believers in other countries. You will intercede for your own country. But you have to be a faithful follower of Christ. So let me say the following before I give you a narration. There is no Christian country in the world. There is none. Every country has tribes, no matter how homogeneous they may appear. Every country has an evil spiritual ruler. There are the real forces behind countries' human rulers. Large secular organizations, and many of these influencers, many people run after, especially the young ones, they have spirits behind them. Some people who created things were actually inspired by evil spirits. Some things most of us use. We are going to take a hypothetical country. Please pay attention if you're a child of God. This country is called Ginger. Ginger. Ginger is the name of the country. But it is just a hypothetical country. All the countries of the world are being asked to take note of what I'm saying now. So we're going to take this hypothetical country called Ginger to show faithful followers of Christ in every country of the world how to stop evil powers from operating in their countries. Yes. Now, so Jinja is a country that has a population of 10 million people and 10 tribes. 40% of the people in Jinja identify as Muslims. 45% of people in Jinja identify as Christians. 15% identify as others. Of the 45% who claim to be Christians, actually only 1% are faithful followers of Christ. That means about 100,000 persons are faithful followers of Christ in the country of Ginger. Praise the Lord. Ginger is a very corrupt and wicked country. It got its independence from an European colonist many years ago. Though the country is blessed with mineral resources, for which it has collected trillions of billions of trillions of dollars over the years, it is still one of the poorest countries in the world. Life in Ginger can be said to be brutish, meaning harsh, terrible. Most of the leaders of each of the ten tribes in Ginger are stupendously rich. They didn't become rich because they were hardworking. Eh? Far from it. Most didn't even go to school. They became rich by stealing public funds. The more they stole, the more they were adored by their tribesmen and women. 
Many of them spent millions of dollars in their quest to become president of Jinja or governor of one of the states of Jinja, local government chairman of one of the local governments in Jinja. Those who succeeded in becoming president or minister or governor have seen a million percent return on their investments. Of course, stolen funds. They prefer to stash their stolen funds in other countries rather than invest in ginger. As a result, ginger's economy has collapsed. And more than 90% of their youth have no skills and no jobs. To compound the problem, each tribe sees its leaders, that's the leader from their tribe, as saints, but sees leaders from other tribes as the evil ones. People of each tribe are ready to kill anyone who says that their leaders are corrupt. They will defend their own leaders, despite the fact that public records show that they are very corrupt. Like every country in the world, Ginger has evil spiritual rulers at every level of government. These evil spiritual rulers are not just operating at the federal level of Ginger. They are operating in the tribes, in the states, in the local governments, in the communities, and even in families. They have hypnotized the people of Ginger, made them to hate each other, blinded them such that they can no longer see truth, made the people of Ginger an abomination. Because tribalism is the motto of Ginger. You will say, what have apostate churches? What happened? Oh, that was, that hopeless. Their leaders, the leaders of apostate churches in Ginger, are as corrupt, if not more corrupt, than the political elite of Ginger. In fact, they and the political elite have a symbiotic relationship. Just like the larger Ginger country, tribalism is rooted, if not more, in these apostate church groups. Evil spiritual rulers are also behind these apostate church groups in Ginger, as we have said. It's important, so you know how to pray and when to pray. Ginger's case is hopeless. When viewed from human eyes, but remember with God, nothing is impossible. So I'm going to address the 100,000 faithful followers of Christ in the country of Ginger. Because only you can save the country of Ginger. Only you. If ginger falls, you are responsible. Because you are the nation of God. You are the only ones God is looking up to, not anybody else. So if ginger falls, you are responsible. So to ginger and countries like ginger, who want to save their countries, here goes. There are 100,000 of you, though you don't know each other. But ginger belongs to you, not to those evil rulers of darkness, and not even to those politicians and those apostate church leaders. It belongs to you because you're the nation of God in ginger. The light from the candle of God in ginger will remain or be quenched depending on what you do. You are the church of God in ginger. You are the kingdom of God in ginger. You must tell that to yourself every morning, every evening. 
But there's something that's not right with most of you in Ginger who are faithful followers of Christ. Though you are faithful, many of you have imbibed the tribalism of your tribes. You see things stay through the prism of your tribes. So that's why your prayer is not being heard. You still see persons from your tribe who are not faithful followers of Christ as more of your brothers and sisters. They are faithful followers of Christ from another tribe. How can you pray and God will hear you when you are discriminating? How do you expect God to hear your prayers when you are not one with your brother or sister in Christ? You are not in unity with your brother in Christ because sister in Christ because he or she is from another tribe. Let me say this one is my own thought. I am persuaded, and I pray the Lord will honor it. If 10 faithful followers in Ginger, 10, one from each tribe of Ginger can come together, lay bare the problems and wicked acts of past Gingerites against each other, and confess their sins like Daniel did, our God will hear and deliver Ginger from an imminent catastrophe. Pass this message around to those in Ginger and confess like Ginger. If you can but come together, 10 from each tribe, one from each tribe, you as the church of God in Ginger will put evil rulers of flight and the land of Ginger will be delivered. Then the question I hear you asking me is this, how will the 10 believers from 10 different tribes of Ginger get together since they may not know each other? The answer is coming. We are the worldwide evangelical ministry. We have a mandate to reach the world with the gospel of Christ. That's why we don't speak to only one nation of the world. But we are ready to coordinate meetings of faithful followers of any country that has similar problems like Ginger. Meaning, if you are from a country and you are touched by this message. Get in touch with us. Tell us you are from so-so from so tribe in so country. And that person will call all right. But maybe if it's God's will and because people are praying, we may find 10 from the country of Ginger or a Ginger-like country. And then we link all of them together. And you start meeting each other through WhatsApp, through Zoom calls, whatever. We are willing to assist and help in their coordination. At no charge anybody. Freely we have been giving these messages, freely we give to you to the world. But Ginger, take notes if you do not. Bring 10 people from your tribes. I don't care how many tribes you are in Ginger, but let's say it's 10. 10 people that are from different tribes, not all from your family or the, nobody's interested. And share the problems of Ginger to God and cry to Ginger and intercede for the land. When you do, evil spiritual that in Ginger will be put to flight. And those who have been their servants will lose their positions. And God will raise his servants to rule Ginger. It's in your hands. I've done my message. I've done the bidding. You do your bidding. But so long as you're steeped in tribalism in Ginger, you will not be rescued. Whoever wants a change in their country and you're faithful for love of Christ, get in touch with us. Let us rub minds together and put you people from that country together. But to Ginger, this is the last warning. Meanwhile, hearing this message, many of you don't share these messages. 
If you can't share it, don't listen. If you are not touched by these messages, don't tune in. But if God has anything in your heart, you are in disobedience. If you are not moved, because <laughs> everything happening in your country is in your hands, whether in Ginger or any other country. Only believers in a country can deliver their country because the evil is around. Next Sunday, you're going to hear how it has taken over the whole world. But if you're a faithful follower of Christ, go into your closet after this message. Begin to intercede vigorously for your own country. Don't find another country. For your own country. Continue to intercede. Because there's no country in the world that's good in the eyes of God. Some are worse and more hopeless than others, but none is better. Some are worse, I agree, but in the eyes of God, none is good. But you and I must go on our knees and cry to God and ask him to deliver our land. Because only God will heal in the prayers of faithful followers of Christ. Not those who are unfaithful. Not those in apostate churches. Not unbelievers. Because for unbelievers, it is repent. For those who are fallen, return. For those who are faithful, stop being cowards. Go out and preach the gospel. No matter what, in season, out of season. We are going to sing a song today. The protector of my soul and your soul. It's important we continue to be in fellowship. Don't be lazy. If you're a faithful follower of Christ, take up your sword, which is the word of God, and do battle. The enemy has already been defeated, remember? What God is asking you and I to do is just for our obedience. So I'll be able to share that. They'll say, yes, these are my servants I use. And they'll be able to go and rescue those who were in bondage. You cannot be a full of Christ and you stay in your closet. And you say, I'm reading my Bible and praying. Yes, and after that, what happens? Protect of my soul, my Father, my God. Oh, protect of my soul. Sing where you are. You will stand against the foe, which is the enemy. In the dark, you'll be a light for me. Oh, protector of my soul. Oh, protector of my soul, you stand against the foe. In the dark, you'll be a light for me. Oh, protector of my soul. God above. I could never end your love. I'm amazed to see all you have given me. Oh gracious God above. You my father who created the ends of the earth guided me onto your throne offered your healing hand to me and mercifully made me your own. I give you praise. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. 
coming to all who are hearing this message today, show the world where life comes from. Show them, may they always see your life in me, in them also, my Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. You, my Father, my God, who created the earth of the earth, guided me onto your throne, offered your healing hand to me, mercifully made me your own. I give you praise. Oh, protector of my soul, you will stand against the foe. In the dark, you'll be a light for me. Oh, protector of my soul. I give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, I'm giving your people your word. Father, cause your word to do that for which has been given. Deliver the country of ginger, your countries like ginger, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Open the eyes of your children in the country of ginger and other countries like ginger, Lord. That they will receive this message and they will go to work, which is go and know that the countries of the world have been given into the hands of your children. They are not there to just cower or compromise, but are there to do battle, to rescue their countries from evil clutches of the enemy. They praise glory and honor to you, Lord, my God. May your words continue to have its way. Bless the homes of all who continue to tune into this ministry. Give them the courage, Lord, to do the needful. What that which are dead in their hearts, which they have seen sometimes in dreams and visions and that stay cowardly. Help them to overcome their cowardice and do the needful. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you all the praise and honor, Father. Blessings, glory, and honor, Lord, as I plead the blood of Jesus Christ on everyone who hears this message. That the enemy will not come near their dwellings. That whoever will come against them will fall for their sake. That the weapons fashioned by the enemy against them will fail. All the deceit the enemy want to use against them will, will not succeed. The fear they has created in them, Lord, will dissipate. Father, that your power will enable them and open their eyes and their hearts, and that will go forth in the name of Jesus. I give you all the praise and honor, Father. May your counsel shine upon all who have had this measure today. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. If it is God's will, we see next Sunday. Please continue to pray for us as we pray for you.